0: What's your best story that is 100% real but nobody believes you? When I was in elementary school, my brother and I were walking home from school after it rained all day. He started reaching his hand in all the puddles and I asked him what he was doing and he said, sometimes there's money in these. Three or four puddles later, he pulled out a $20 bill. Not sure if he ganked it from somewhere else and planted it or if it was legit. But either way, I now check puddles for treasures when there's no witnesses. I really hope that this is an elaborate troll only because a that's hilarious and b the fact that his brother now into his adult life still looks in puddles for money this had to have been planted right like what are the odds that his older brother managed to find money in a puddle once learn this life lesson and then managed to pull a 20 out in front of somebody else either this guy has got to be the best puddle fisherman of all time or this is an elaborate troll that has now left a lifelong impact either of which i'm happy with Alright, what's going on, guys? It's your boy Scrub here, back again with another video. Hope you guys are having a great day. I know I am. As you can tell, today we're gonna be going over a Reddit thread of people telling insane stories that not a lot of people believe about them. It should be a pretty entertaining video, but before we get into it, press the like button, or no joke, no scam, you're gonna end up in these situations. And, uh, yeah, without further ado, let's get into it. When I was 15 years old, I was in my kitchen, home alone, cutting a pineapple. There was a fly that was buzzing around my face for the past two minutes and it was getting annoying so just for the heck of it out of pure blind rage i grabbed my knife and swung it at the fly in midair i sliced the fly in half sliced it in half After I did that, I immediately realized no one would ever believe me. Yeah, I mean, of course no one's gonna believe you, dude. You're just out here whipping around a kitchen knife like a katana, dismembering flies that are annoying you. Seriously, you know it's like something that you could never replicate and no one's gonna believe if you didn't even do it on purpose. It's not like you set out when you swung that to do that. You were just as shocked as everybody else would be if you told that story. I was on the way to visit a friend. My husband and I got lost on a highway in Pennsylvania, and by some weird chance, my husband husband's friend drove past us in the opposite direction. We saw him and turned around to catch up and after finally pulling over we were standing on the side of the road which was a two-lane highway. Discussing the directions to the friend's house. Surrounding us are farms with corn and other various crops and out of nowhere a duck appears on the opposite side of the road. He's looking at us curiously while we're talking and we watch him look both ways and waddle across the road to where we're standing. Cars are honking at him as they attempt to drive past but he gets over to my husband. Peck said his shoe once, and then walks back across the street, dodging cars traveling at highway speed. He made it back across the street and disappeared into the crops. He literally risked his life to come peck my husband's shoe and simply waddled out of our lives. Damn, your uh, duck was apparently very, very insulted by your husband's shoe game. He literally risked his life to come out there and just say, what are those with his beak? Honestly though, was he wearing a boot or something? Like, could he have mistaken it for a loaf of bread? I'm just wondering why he was out here trying to play Frogger in real life just to come get some boot about seven or eight years ago i was into really humorous wiki vandalizations and thought it would be funny to claim that the kiwi fruit was once called the hairy bush fruit i modified the page on kiwi fruit to say and then cut and paste some random chinese characters from elsewhere and put this in Harry Bushfruit in the Chinese characters. Since then, it has been repeated all over the place and currently returns 61,000 hits on Google. It's been printed in The Guardian, which means it's now a 100% verifiable fact and will quite likely never be removed from the offending article. It's kind of a scary implication. The Guardian journalist wrote that the article should have noted that Wikipedia was used as reference, but it didn't. There could quite easily be other circular references like this, where a journalist repeats something incorrectly lifted from Wikipedia, and publishes it, that now means that the incorrect fact can be referenced in the press. Ah, yes, everyone loves a good hairy bush fruit. I love this only because it goes to show that, like, you know, maybe Wikipedia isn't the best source for everything. Good for general knowledge, sir, sure, but the fact that there's journalists out there just taking facts from Wikipedia and then not sourcing it is a little scary. You can make up literally anything, dude. I'm tempted to go convince everybody that the hairy bush fruit was also the uh royal fruit of uh the, the English royal family up until the uh, 1900s because they then realized that the name change to Kiwi didn't make them as happy as eating the hairy bush fruit. A boy in my high school was into supernatural stuff and claimed that he had somehow seen me in my bedroom. He described in detail what I was wearing and everyone thought that I was in on it. I was not. Yeah, was he really into supernatural stuff or being a stalker, dude? Did you make sure there was nobody on a ladder outside of your window? This is next level creepy, man. If somebody did this to me, I would just go out of my way to like, uh, never interact with them again because if they do have magic powers, the last thing I want to know is my future, alright? No, thank you. This is how I ended up with my dog. I was on my way to the bus when I saw this dog calmly walking about. He approached me and I petted him for a bit and went on my way. For some reason, though, he kept following me. There were other people around us, but he kept on walking behind me. The bus station is by a busy street, and I hoped to shake him off by the time I got there, but no, I wasn't sure what would happen if I got on the bus. Would he run after it? Would he hop on? The snob I intended to hop off is another heavily trafficked place, and neither of the options looked good, so I did the only thing I could think of I headed home. On the way home, I called my dad and told him a dog was following me, and he laughed, thinking it was a way of me trying to skip school. He along with it though promising us promising to drive us to a nearby dog shelter but imagine his surprise when i came home with a dog so we drove to the shelter where we have to turn him in and a week or so later we got a call saying that no one claimed him or reported him missing my dad wanted a dog but seeing as this fellow had followed me around he figured well i guess this is our dog and that kids is how i met him i mean that makes sense to me dude if it followed you home and then nobody claimed him for a week that's basically your dog now yeah I i agree with your dad if anything it just goes to show that dogs are sweet, all right? I I know, I'm a little bit of a dog person. That being said, what other animal would just decide to protect you for no reason, huh? Huh? I, I don't think a moose will do that. If a moose starts following your car, I would start freaking out a little bit. In 2010, I was visiting my aunt in New York with my family. We went to the Metropolitan Museum of Art early on a Tuesday, and while walking around, I thought I saw Will Ferrell in sunglasses and a hat, so I walked up to him and asked if it was him. He looked me in the eyes and said, yes, in fact, I am. So I asked for a picture and autograph and he promptly said no Because if I do that then you can prove that you really met me and he walked off I hope that this one is real only because it seems like a very will Ferrell thing to do You know just to be like hey, yeah, it is me but you're not gonna get any proof of it Or it could be a will Ferrell imposter either way I feel like this is just kind of what you expect. Maybe that's why he keeps it interesting You never know if you met real feral or will Farrell, you know Real Ferrell is how he throws people off the idea that he's the fake will Ferrell. I was walking down my driveway to wait for the school bus in middle school and i noticed a cute little fawn maybe 10 yards away i lived in a wooded area i was just thinking about how cute the little guy was when his mother came crashing through the woods and headbutted my hip and then hauled it back through the trees with the baby i had a bruise on my hip for a week and no one would believe how i got it i didn't realize that mama deer had the mama bear thing going on dude she really came through with the whole linebacker effect just trying to headbutt you down as strong as humanly possible is this how uh, mom a dear act, if they've seen Bambi before, they're like, look, look, no human's getting the best of me, okay? I've seen Bambi, I know how this goes down. You're getting headbutted. When I was a wee little thing, I loved the Power Rangers. This was when the first Power Rangers came out, and they were all that was good and right with the world, and I was a member of their fan club. I was in the Discovery Zone one day, and I saw them. The Power Rangers, who'd shown up for some kid's birthday in a private room. I begged and pleaded with my father to let me meet them, but he told me I couldn't go in there because it wasn't my party, and I I didn't know anyone and they'd kick me out. Well, as we walked away, my little feet trudged me back to the door. I cracked it open and slipped into the private room where the other kids were having a blast and the Power Rangers were talking to everyone equally. I got to meet them, shake their hands, give them all hugs, and it was probably the most defining moment of my life up until that point. My dad looked mortified but walked into the private room in an attempt to fetch me and apologize, but lo and behold, no one cared I was there. No one seemed to notice that I didn't know anyone and none of the parents seemed to notice that no one knew my father. In hindsight, most of the parents probably didn't know each other and were just at the party to be with their kids. At this point, I should mention that I met the Power Rangers. Not some people dressed in Power Rangers costumes, but the actors who played them on TV. At the time, I didn't even understand the concept behind actors. So to me, these guys were the Power Rangers, and when they left, they were going back to fighting monsters. I spent an hour with some random kids who became my friends in the Power Rangers before I got tired, wished everybody goodbye, and then waved back like we'd been friends forever. The other kids- were friendly and the power rangers were awesome and all the parents seemed chill about it i'm just more (laughs) flabbergasted that somehow this dude's parents ended up getting the real power rangers at that party like all of the actors showed up for a birthday party that must have been a bag seriously though i don't blame you for wanting to meet them i think anybody when they're seven years old is like it's the power rangers insanely excited i would have been too dude the fact that no parents cared is very cool though you know your dad managing to play it cool is also slick i feel like if i ever asked have kids and they like run into someone else's party i would be in there and be like get get back here we gotta go like what are you doing ah like i'd just be freaking out he just slipped in and went oh wow my kid's meeting the power rangers isn't that crazy wow yeah blend into the shadows When I was little, my brother and I were always staying with babysitters during the day. And this one time, we were with the same babysitter for a few months. As soon as we got to her house, I would hang me and my brother's coat on the coat hangers that were placed right before the basement stairs. My little brother was too little to reach the coat hangers, so I would hang his for him. Well, one day, he got this stubborn idea that he wanted to do it. I remember being nervous, but letting him try it anyway. He picks the hanger that is the closest one possible to the top of the basement stairs, and as he's on his tiptoes struggling to reach the hanger, he falls over and down the basement stairs. The babysitter heard him crying and then accused me of pushing my baby brother down the stairs and told my mom about it later. And to this day, no one believes that I didn't do it. I would never hurt my little brother. Alright man, I'm not saying that you're lying, I'm just saying if everybody, including your little brother thinks that you pushed him down the stairs I I don't know man, maybe you did. Obviously I'm not accusing you of anything, but if everybody to this day still maintains that you pushed maybe you did just a little bit. Not Not a lot of bit, a little bit. Seriously though, this entire thing is just wild. I hope your brother's okay. I'm guessing from the fact that you're posting it on Reddit that he is okay because, you know, if not, that'd be weird to be posted online. When I was like 11, I went to this big children's fishing festival where all the children in attendance got to put their names into a hat and then drawn out to determine which guide they were paired with. Well, lo and behold, my name is first, so my brother and I get to go with the number one guide there, who happens to be a professional fisherman or something. The guy was the only guide to come with his own cameraman. Like an actual cameraman tagged along with us so apparently this guy who's very nice and i have a great time with is a somewhat famous fishing video maker and my brother and i were filmed every time we reeled in a fish the guide told us we may make it into one of his videos or even do a fishing tv show but he didn't know for sure so one day i'm sitting there watching espn on sunday morning before church and no crap there i am with my little brother catching a big walleye of course my parents were getting ready and my brother was in the shower so no one else saw it but it was nuts this was before DVR or anything, and I had no idea it was coming, so I couldn't set up a recording, but I was on ESPN for 30 seconds, and it's probably the pinnacle of my fame right there. I feel like there'd be something so magical about not knowing you were about to be on television and then just looking up and seeing yourself one day. Like, you know, usually I'm sure you know it's about to come on, you know you got interviewed for so-and-so, you know you're on X show, but just looking up and randomly seeing you and your brother on ESPN would definitely be a trip. That's, that's a fire little interaction right there. I can understand why nobody would believe you, though, because who is watching fishing on television, bro? Like, I'm not even against fishing. If you're gonna go fishing, go fishing. If you're watching fishing on ESPN, I I do have to make fun of you a small, tiny little amount. As a child, I can remember standing out on the apartment balcony watching kangaroos in the distance. My mother used to make homemade clay for me to play with using flour and some other kitchen materials. I didn't have a bed, slept in mostly an empty room with a few toys, cars, and one of the Hot Wheel tracks that goes in a loop. The only problem is I've never been outside the United States and my mom claims she's never done this or knows how to make clay and that I've always had a bed and I'm 100% sure I'm not adopted. Sure enough, those memories are there. Multiple memories of it, like some kind of weird out of the ordinary memory, more like one of the general memories from childhood. I feel like this has to be a situation where you had a fever dream or something, dude, because if you've never been outside the United States, I don't know where you would be seeing wild kangaroos running off in the distance. I don't know. Kids' imaginations are wild, dude. I've got a lot of memories that make literally no sense considering where I grew up. Sometimes maybe we're dreaming or something. That would be scary, though, to just feel like you're having memories from a past life or whatever. When I was about eight years old, my dad and I were throwing the Nerf Whistler football out in the yard. My dad had quite the arm back in the day, So when we got done throwing the football, he decided he wanted to send a laser into the back of his truck from about 30 yards away. Naturally, I began to run inside, and my dad accidentally hit me in the face so hard with the whistler, it left a permanent dimple in the side of my face. Lucky for me, though, it hit me square in the jaw where normal dimples are, and that is probably the source of why people don't believe me, but that crap happened. Hearing a high-pitched whistle coming directly from my face was absolutely terrifying. Man, bro, how hard can your dad throw a football? Like, uh, listen, you know, this story is obviously true and people don't believe it. I'm just saying that, like, your dad has to have an absolute cannon. You know, I think the couple NFL teams might want to give him a call if he can throw a whistle ball hard enough to leave a permanent dimple on someone. Your dad doesn't have an arm. He has, like, you know, an M16 instead. When I was eight, I was riding bikes with my mom and I hit a gravel patch and fell. I don't remember why I didn't have a helmet on, but I hit my head on a rock and was knocked unconscious. I saw and heard two old ladies walking down the street, and they came over and stood by me for a while. When I opened my eyes, my mom was running out from a neighbor's house after calling an ambulance, and the old ladies were gone. Ten people came out to assist me, and none of them saw those women. You know, in Hercules, those those, those three people that are cutting the strings when everybody dies. You know, the Fates. I feel like that's basically what you saw here. Smacked your head on a rock. They were like, "Look, clearly this idiot should have been wearing a helmet. We're gonna let it slide this time, okay?" Like six years ago, I accidentally jumped into my parents' pool with my iPod and headphones in my pocket after mowing the lawn in the scorching heat. I freaked out and got out as quickly as possible. My iPod was still on in my pocket, and when I pulled it out, I realized that it was probably done for. Now, I probably had 2,000 songs on this thing, yet the song that showed up on shuffle was The Sound of Silence. It played for about 10 seconds, and then my iPad passed on. People pretend to believe me, but I know they doubt it. The Sound of Silence is a very fitting song for the end of an iPod's life, dude, and uh, it's very tragic because iPod shuffles are getting expensive, man. You think it'd be easy to find something to just play music and not be on the internet. Nay, nay, they say. That I accidentally stuck my fingers all the way into a client's mouth. She was holding her dog while I clipped its nails, and when I was done, she bent down to kiss the head at the same time I was going to pet the top of his head and my finger went all the way into this old lady's mouth. Everyone thinks I'm exaggerating the story, but unfortunately Fortunately for me, I am not oof, bro. This is so incredibly awkward and uncomfortable, man I think the reason no one believes this story is because they don't want to believe this story Everybody wants to think that when you're just clipping a dog's fingers nails There's no possibility of an old woman trying to eat your finger But yet here you are breaking the wall that nobody knew was even breakable in the first place Is that something that you like told your employer about to get insurance coverage for just in case somebody with like a bad cavity Bites your finger in the future I was home alone when I was a kid and a grown man walked into my front door Looked at me and walked out the back door like he was on a casual Saturday stroll and hopped our fence My dad showed up a minute later and asked me why the front and back door was open And I told him what happened and to this day no one in my family believes me Wait, what, dude? Like, uh, what an insane story. Like, listen, obviously people aren't gonna believe that. Your dad comes in. Hey, why is every door open? You don't understand. Some stranger just walked through the house, didn't take anything, looked at me, and then hopped the wall. Yeah, he said he was uh, doing Pilates, whatever that means. Like, seriously, if this is true, then why did he do that? What are the odds of just opening a door, it being open, you walking in and not having somebody immediately jump on you and attack you, and then walking out the back door? And then when he hopped the wall, Now he's just in someone else's backyard. Did he go through their back door and out their front door? I have so many questions as to where this man was going and how he got there. Back when I was in school, I saved this douche's life. We were more classmates than friends, and a van had lost its brakes and was coming at us at 60 kilometers an hour. This guy didn't even honk the horn or anything, and by chance, I turned and saw it coming. I pushed the guy out of the way and got hit in the arm with a side mirror, and the next day, he tells everyone how he saved my life and how I was crying. Wait what dude you saved his life and then he started saying that he saved yours and you were crying even if you were crying i can't blame you dude if i jumped out of the way of a car and it's side mirror hit me at 60 kilometers an hour i'd probably be crying too can you blame anyone like if there's any time i feel like people are allowed to cry and you're not allowed to pass judgment right after they get hit by a car is definitely up there like you just can't really give them crap after that so during a really bad snowstorm i was driving a rear wheel pickup truck and was also 18 and stupid i I was following a semi going 40 and getting tired of going this slow so I figured I would pass him. I got just about to the point of going past him and hit a patch of black ice. The back end started fishtailing and me not having the experience to know what to do I panicked and slammed on the brakes. Somehow and I'll never figure this out what happened was I slowed down enough that the back end swung around the back end of the semi and I started skidding sideways and then right off the road. Thankfully it was a flat area and I managed that sideways skid along the highway for a 150 feet while screaming -ah," before coming to a stop. So skidding out on a thankfully flat roadside, now facing the opposite direction, completely shocked that my truck didn't flip and was still running like nothing happened and no damage and my undies weren't soiled. I tried to see about getting myself turned around but that wasn't happening and I managed to finally get going forward down the wrong way on the interstate a few hundred yards until I found a crossing and did a U-turn and started again. About 30 minutes later, I caught up with a semi and patiently tailed his But to the next major city. I promise you it's better to be a little bit patient behind a semi truck than spin out and then have to catch back up to it just to sit behind him again. You know, for anybody driving, it's just not worth blitzing by anybody at 90 miles an hour, I promise. Anyways guys, I think that's gonna do it for the video. Hopefully you enjoyed it. If you did, I would really appreciate you taking a second to press the like button. Let me know in the comment section down below what you thought. If you made it this far, if you don't mind commenting the word reddit down below, it just helps the video hit recommended and I would very much appreciate it. A link to the intro song can be found down below along with a link to my podcast, The Scuffed Cast, or of course, you could always use code SCRUBBY at the G Fuel checkout. Great way to get a discount. Last but not least, I do put some of my content up on Spotify, so if you want to check that out, link at the top of the description is going to be a link to my Spotify show, so check that out. Or you could always get the merch. That link's gonna be at the bottom of the description, but be sure to check it out. It is the coolest merch to ever exist, and I'd appreciate you getting some and uh yeah on that note guys i think that'll do it don't get anyone pregnant if you do make sure they're hot and hopefully i will see each and every single one of you guys next time i'm out peace